This is part three of a series of labs in which we're trying to answer the question, what is the meaning of a text? What do we mean by the word meaning? How do we use this word? How am I using it in all these labs? Specifically, what is the meaning of a written text? Here's the answer. I'm defending, and definitions in one sense are always arbitrary because they are created by usage by and large. So I'm arguing not in any absolute way that you have to use my definition. I'm arguing that there are really good reasons why it's wise to use this definition. <laughs> the meaning of a text is what the author intended to communicate by his words. So I'm giving reasons, seven reasons, for defining meaning this way, as what the author intended to communicate by his words. In part one, the reason was the Bible assumes this meaning. That is, it uses meaning this way. Reason number two, the golden rule. As a reader, do unto authors as you would have readers do unto you as an author. Nobody wants people to come to read what they write when they're trying to communicate something and say, well, I don't care what he intends. I'm just going to read my meaning in. Nobody wants to be treated that way, so don't treat others that way. And now, in this session, reason number three, reading a text in order to discover the author's intention is the humble path to greater knowledge and true wisdom. Or to put it upside down or negatively, it is arrogant to ignore or discount the author's intention, assuming you have nothing to learn from others. So we don't want to be arrogant. We want to be humble. Let's watch the Bible um, unfold this for us. Here's Psalm 25, 9. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. And we know that God often, usually, communicates what is right and communicates his way through his word, his written word. And therefore, this implies that he leads humble people into a good insight into what the authors of the Word are saying. He teaches the humble His way from their study of the Word. It's the humble who come to the Word with a feeling of, I need to be taught, I need to be led. The proud come and they read the word, assuming they already know what it means. They already know what they think. They don't need to humble themselves underneath something outside themselves and in, enlarge their own understanding. They just bring what they already have and try to have it confirmed so that their ego can be built up. That's not what the humble do with the word of God. Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes... Then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom, because 
The humble are learning. The humble are being taught, being led. They are lowering themselves, humbling themselves under the word and saying to the word, you have intentions. You inspired authors behind this word. You have intentions that I need to know, which I don't presently know. You have experiences I need to experience that that I don't presently experience. And so I want to grow. That's the people who become wise. Proverbs 1.5, let these wise ones, these humble ones, these learning, being taught, being led, open, eager, childlike, ready to grow, ready to increase in knowledge ones, let the wise hear and increase in learning. Let the one who understands obtain guidance. So it's, it's the humble wise who increase in learning because the author, the inspired author, is treated as somebody who has something to teach us, something in their mind, some intention, some experience they want to share with us. And us as reader, we humble ourselves underneath this. We don't exalt ourselves over it. No, we don't come to the author and say, I know what you already think. I know what, I know what I already think, and you don't have anything to show me. That's not the way to increase in learning or to obtain guidance. Proverbs 9, 9, give instruction to a wise man and he'll be still wiser. Teach, so give instruction and teach a righteous man. He will increase in learning. So how are we going to become wiser and wiser? How are we going to increase in the knowledge of reality and the knowledge of God? And the answer is, we're going to be wise and humble. We're going to be righteous. This righteous man and this wise man are the same one. And the righteous and the wise are the humble who come to the word looking for the author's intention. Because that's different from what they already know or it may be at least, and they want to know what is there so that they can increase in learning and be still wiser. Proverbs 2, 3, and 5 describe what this looks like in the heart of the humble, wise reader. If you call out for insight, if you raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver, if you search for it, all that if... If, if you call out, raise your voice, seek it, search for it, then, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So there's the picture of the humble. The arrogant, they don't come to a text calling out for insight, raising their voice for understanding, seeking it like silver, searching for it as for hidden treasure. They're already quite content with their own insight and their own understanding. And the silver that they want and the hidden treasures they want is the ego satisfaction of having their own ideas confirmed rather than humbling themselves like a child and saying, I need more insight. I need more understanding. And that insight is out there. It is out there in the inspired writer's intention.
I'm going to find it. I'm going to search for it like silver. I'm going to dig for it like hidden treasure. This is a thrilling way to read the Bible. And in the end, aren't we taught in 2 Peter 3.18, grow, grow. I'm 71 years old. This is a passion. I want so much to grow, yes, above all in grace, but as a means to growing in grace, knowledge of the Lord. I want to grow in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. There are riches of glory. There are unsearchable riches of wisdom to be had in Christ and in his word. And therefore, Let's never, never become so arrogant, so proud, so self-satisfied that we can't humbly grow in the knowledge of the Lord. And that means we have to come to the Word and the authors, authors' intention and do the necessary work to go underneath it and try to crawl up into it, crying out to God for these glorious discoveries of what they have in their minds that aren't yet in our minds. So, summary so far, the meaning of a text, we're arguing, is what the author intended to communicate by his words because the Bible assumes it, because this is the way we want to be read when we write something where we're trying to communicate something important, and because reading a text in order to discover the author's intention is the humble path to greater knowledge and true wisdom. And if we, if we make this a lifelong passion, a whole, a whole world opens to us that is not already in our mind. And what a glorious way to live. Day by day, having a whole world open to you wider and wider. That's what we'll talk about next time.